It's Into the Spider-Verse with Dream Warriors episode 112. That's right everyone, we're talking about the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie ever today on Dream Warriors. Welcome back and thank you for joining me. Happy New Year. I'm coming to you from January 2nd, 2019. And I love the sound of that. I am a huge fan of New Year's Eve. Why? Because I like hitting the reset button, establishing, writing new goals for myself, and moving forward. Hey, at one time, starting a podcast was one of my New Year goals. And and here we go. I'm pretty sure I wrote that while I was on a, a beach in Key West. Uh, yeah, back when I uh, still wrote everything down in notebooks but now i just use trello on my uh, google chrome because i just hate paper even though i'm surrounded by paper but hey thank you for joining me i'm peter a deluca a aka pad your boy your host coming to you from aka pad.com and if you're new to dream warriors we are a pop culture focused show and we do movies comics tv animation wrestling nfl cats and dogs living together yeah we do the whole sphere and why because myself your host peter me yeah i i'm eclectic and i i probably have the most severe case of add still deep into adulthood yeah uh i i there's too much that i'm interested in okay uh, just too much that i'm interested in to, to have this be like a narrow focus but marching into this year uh you know like i kind of went through a phase where towards the end of the year i wanted to rush and do uh like a transformers episode you know the 80s cartoon uh michael bay movie franchise because uh, 2018 for me was a little bit of the year of the transformer <laughs> or the year of the transformers uh and i was going to go into very deep detail over that and i didn't get to that episode and i kind of was playing with the idea of like a year's best type thing and that kind of bored me uh, and i i backed away from that and then i kind of realized that I, I i was gonna have to refocus and reshape some of dream warriors based on uh, the last four months like the last quarter of 2018 uh, gave me enough insight uh, analytically uh, to me to kind of like I, to give me the idea to potentially do a themed month 12 months out of the year and the, one of the ideas I'm playing with is like a Nicolas Cage month for example uh, doing multiple horror movie months and that comes right from in October we do the, the 31 Days of Dread. It's one horror movie a day for the entire month uh, of, of October in celebration of Halloween. And the analytics for that just go crazy. And and it's not really so much of the, uh, like, it being horror, I believe. Even though I I know horror is a factor. But it's, it's regular... It's like, you know, kind of like me doing something like on topic, uh, digestible size episodes. And the only way for me to know if it's strictly horror or not is to is to counter that with another themed month. And so, like, what do we do? We, we, we try and look for what's popular. Nicolas Cage is a constant meme. 
uh, I, from my point of view, and this is one of the Dream Warrior precepts, we are, uh, you know, like we're almost like critics of the cynicism that's out there, the negativity that has infected film discussion, film review, film critics. Uh, we're not about the negativity, not saying that we, we don't call BS when movies are bad and disappointing. Today's movie, I'm looking at you. Yeah, that's right. Into the Spider-Verse was disappointing for me. I, that's a shock because people seem to be flipping, flippy flippersons, flipping their lids over Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm going to get a little deeper into that, but uh, I, I, I'm on the minority on, on this one. And it very well could be that uh, I'm just not into animated movies at this point in my life at all i just i don't know but moving on so part of dream warriors is shaping now i'm always in <laughs> like a conflict with my contributors with my dream warriors and i think this is a good thing okay because we're warriors we should fight we should be willing to fight and you know like i'll go on runs with uh either john there's two separate marks. Uh, I have to get my sister back. Uh, and my sister, we've seen uh, a few movies together that we easily could have spoken about. One of them was Creed Two over Thanksgiving. That was a little bit tougher to do something about. I really feel like, you know, we we should have focused on on doing something around the, the holiday. Especially Creed because seeing Rocky Four with my sister is one of my all-time movie memories. My sister completely broke down and cried when Apollo Creed got killed by uh, Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. Uh, it's a traumatic experience for my, my sister. I'm sure she's over it, but seeing the sequel to that movie on Thanksgiving with her and the family uh, was, it, it was magical for me. It was, it, it, I'll never forget it. And what, what an arc. But yeah, so, you know, like getting to the nitty gritty of, you know, like growing dream warriors, making it into something. You know, my my contributors are a part of that growth, but they're only valuable to the dream warriors' cause. And what is the dream warriors' cause? What's the mission statement? Uh, I, I I really have no clue. <laughs> hey, I I just want to like sit down with people who know things and and discuss movies and 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 everything else with them uh and you know i'd like to find what people are missing with a lot of these films and there's so much noise out there that we're convinced that things are true that that simply are not just because they're um easily googleable you know like if you google something you get opinions you uh, you accept it as truth and you know this practice has destroyed eroded broken down film criticism to the point that uh, it probably will never return and it, dream warriors does have a mission statement it's it's going to be that but my contributors have to contribute and it's not about i do too much work to keep dream warriors going uh going into 2019 it's full growth but to grow dream warriors uh, I, I need my contributors to do more rather than just come here and sit down and discuss like what they're comfortable in discussing. If you go through the episodes and we're nearly at 200 published pieces of content for Dream Warriors, 
it's very much of a life log for me. You see highs and lows. I go through things and I, my contributors also go through things. And that's a part of the hook for the show. It's unpopular. It's, it's, a, it's somewhat of a new format for this type of podcast. But uh, I love it. You know, like I love going into the life stuff. But you have to take yourself out of the comfort zone. You know, part of talking about your life and what you're going through is to rise up from it. And if, if you're not doing that and if you're just using Dream Warriors as a way to sound sorry about yourself and not really pushing and growing, then the show's not doing anything for you. I use Dream Warriors to overcome so much. Hey, I, I talk about this openly and freely. Uh, Peter A. DeLuca, your boy, your host, uh, I grew up with a speech impediment. I rode to short bus, okay? I went to multiple elementary schools because they didn't know what to do with me. I was classified special ed uh, despite, uh, you know, like having skill sets, uh, you know, art and drawing being, being one of them, uh, you know, being very social, uh, but, you know, like they not being viewed as intelligent for whatever reason, uh, it's, it was pretty scary. And, and, and I say scary because, you know, to me, uh, yeah, growing up with a speech impediment, you're immediately insecure, you're backup you know, you're backed up against the wall. You don't feel good. You actually feel like garbage. You're an easy target. If you're growing up in South Jersey, you're such an easy target if you have any weakness and you get picked apart and you have to become tough. You have to become mentally tough. That means, hey, you know, like sometimes you get, you get like thrown up against the wall. You get intimidated. You get kind of like smacked and slapped or, or if you're playing football, with the neighborhood uh, after school, you become the target, okay? You become a little bit of the tackling dummy. And you have to take it and give it back out to stop it, okay? So, yeah, that's hard, okay? <laughs> it's not easy, but it toughens you up. And that's important because life is not fair. Life wants your blood. Life literally is Predator from Predator 1. Okay, it's it's even hunting Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're not safe. You're not safe from the predator slash life. So anyway, so Dream Warriors definitely helped me uh, just finally, like, put the final nail in the coffin in defining who I was to this world and what I could do. And at the at the very end of the day, if you don't like me, uh, it's okay because I put everything I have out there and you just don't like it then like it was not compatible moving on when you know you've done that okay and you you release yourselves of the fear and the doubt you literally feel like you can do anything and even for me the last quarter of this year I've done more drawing you know because it took me the entire year to literally get back into drawing I viewed at a semi, like, decently pro level. I would say to, but in today's standards, pro level, not <laughs> not the standards 20 and 30 years ago. Uh, I would say even 15, like 15 years ago. Uh, Mark and I have a full contention, Mark the Merc. Uh, this is one of our contention points in repeated episodes of Dream Warriors. Uh, but, yeah. So, you know, like... 
I was just able to focus on so many of my like ending projects. Okay, <coughs> uh, you know, like I got more efficient in just shooting YouTube videos, just shooting them. Okay, not releasing them, but shooting them. So there's all these mechanisms that are on like all cylinders going into 2019 and and you know like i'm cycling here and this is why 2019 is as significant and powerful of a year uh that it's going to be for me because these goals that i'm setting okay and what i'm putting down in my trillo because we don't do notebooks anymore <laughs> in my trillo on google chrome is very simple it's an extension of what started in 2018 and even 2017 i'm able to take those that work and those ideas and those concepts a little bit further and i'm telling you your boy over here i work a nine to five it's somewhat demanding uh it, different hours long hours sometimes sometimes short hours it's a nine to five life that i lead okay this other stuff this these other things that i'm working on that is me that is my destiny and that's why i love the line in affinity war when th right before thanos thanos throws gamora over the cliff to get the soul stone that he tells her that he, he 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 has to do it because he ignored his destiny once before and what i'm doing in 2018 i i truly i truly feel like it's my destiny again and i would connect that to 1997 1998 1999 like early 2000 peter those three years when i graduated high school and the creative flow and the output i had at that point i always said uh i will always maintain this and i thought i was maybe i would maybe i was i i look back and i wasn't but we're going to do it now and again anyone that is listening okay we have a lot of new listeners overseas we're totally spiking on spotify but thank you so much because it means literally a ton and i it's if i could reach out to all of you and hug you i could i can't i can just talk to you so here's an audio hug okay enough of all that can we get to the movie into the spider-verse <laughs> a movie that i swore i would not see i am very clear are not being a fan of miles morales not that i don't like the character uh, i really don't know too much about him i know he comes from the ultimate universe the ultimate universe was a offshoot marvel experimental comic book line that boiled down the concepts of mostly spider-man and the x-men uh, fantastic launch those books were like some of the best on the market for a good five six years the best spider-man book was ultimate spider-man for like i said up until issue maybe like 75 uh the ultimate venom the take or the update update on venom is the version that should that should be used moving forward the movie kind of touched a little bit of it uh the but not so much but so the universe that miles morales comes from i'm a huge fan of uh i like the idea that even in that universe uh through the ultimatum uh arc that kind of ended it and they never recovered from ultimatum 
it was a five issue miniseries that kind of killed everyone <laughs> in some of them in the most like fantastic of fashion uh you know like i respected this for its grit it's you know like it had balls it, to me it had gravitas people hate that miniseries it's drawn by david finch it's written by jeff loeb who i you know like i love them both uh jeff loeb is a very um he, he painters to the artist he knows kind of to let the artist do some things so his stories can kind of um stop sometimes because the artist just needs to to shine but he does inject inject good dialogue ideas and concepts uh as you turn the pages that's why he's collaborated with so many so much of of, of comics top talent especially going into the mid 2000s oh okay <laughs> but excuse me excuse me but with that being said uh they collapsed the ultimate universe and miles morales be went into marvel proper and and we call that the marvel 616 that is that would be our earth in the marvel universe and th this is be this began the fall of the marvel creative and the editorial direction and say like, pete like how how can that be <laughs> like it's just one thing well, what that allowed was that, not that there hasn't been like alternate versions of characters that crossed over. Uh, one of these characters that comes to mind is uh, Dark Beast, uh, it's, it's coming over from Age of Apocalypse. A Blink uh, also is a Age of Apocalypse crossover, and you're pro you're gonna have to look some of those up. Uh, look, Dream Warriors would be eight hours per episode if I went into every single. Uh, you know, like thread here. Uh, but Age of Apocalypse was an alternate X Men universe where uh, Legion destroys the six one six reality and creates this alternate reality where Apocalypse actually took over the entire world. Uh, and they stopped all the X Men books. They canceled all the X Men books for about five months, uh, nearly half a year, and. You know, did Age of Apocalypse, and it would just be Age of, you know, it would be like issues one through four, one through five, and it was probably the all-time comic book event. Uh, I don't think anything like that will ever be be topped, and it was fire, and all the ideas and the concepts. Some of the, the designs are very 90s, not carry over 90s, but just like, they kind of only work in the 90s so it does seem a little bit dated and it is an era where the artwork was just overworked uh i prefer it i like it i i like the in imperfections uh from that era but hey whatever it's a different thing so it's not that i i'm a huge uh like hater for miles morales i do i feel like he would he has good stories out there and and these things yes and when it comes to into the spider-verse miles morales is our focus uh but he does exist in the 616 which now like we have multiple spider-man and i do feel like this pulls away from the, the significance of spider-man i much rather uh i would love it if miles morales became a different hero uh like had a different purpose even had different powers because he comes from a different universe, a different dimension. You know, somehow things changed uh, during the crossover. You know, making Miles significant rather than a copy of Peter Parker. And that's how he's portrayed into the Spider-Verse. He is strictly a copy of Peter Parker without the flaws. 
it's to me it's not interesting what to me what's interesting is the artistry of what's on screen the uh the animation the colors uh, i thought this movie had fantastic texturing it had like nearly like a dot matrix and like like a line filter that uh you know was almost like a um you know like a uh like cl- like blinds like for a window you know shaded blinds and i thought it was cool very stylized i thought it worked uh the animation for this works the the flow of the story works uh like it is but is it this thing you know like is into the spider-verse this magnifying event for spider-man i really don't believe so people are hung up on these other characters and these these alternate versions i'm not at all because i'm confused uh they all confuse me one by one because they're not so the i guess the idea would be like in alternate universes uh spider-man like has to exist okay and uh, so to get into the plot is we have a black peter parker aka miles morales he gets bitten by a spider has a unique way of of having that happen (coughs) and he gets mixed up in alternate versions of himself while trying to stop the kingpin who's like the crime lord of new york from using this device to bring his family back from the dead or to pull in an alternate version of his family into our reality and in doing so creates multi-dimensional chaos the plot for this movie is just it's frighteningly complicated it's hard it's a hard sell what's driving this movie right now is just um, like word of mouth and frenzy and i honestly got feel like the average person the average viewer uh, anyone outside the core of, of who this movie is made for, because I they missed the mark, uh, doesn't understand, and and like they 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 start to phase out as soon as you get into the plot. Because and this is the fundamental flaw of Into the Spider Verse. The plot shouldn't be that complicated. It really shouldn't be um, hard to follow. It shouldn't should never be hard to explain especially 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 when it comes to animation and why because and this is why we never compare animation and and, and live action i'll tell you why You, you need to know why i'll tell you why animation is controlled performances you you can get it perfect in animation you do not even get close to a perfect performance and and in live action you might get a couple scenes that sing, that have the praises, but no, <laughs> we, it doesn't happen, okay, and why doesn't it, uh, it happen, because people are humans, and there's outside factors, and there's all of the, these combustible elements that pull actors out of the film that they're paid to perform in, and I'm sorry, so it's comparing the two it i think it's fun i think you put it like you can put it into the category and look and i'm not uh it's different with computer animation than cell animation because it's hard it's much harder to control the performance in cell animation the the last minute decisions and nuances you can add throughout the entire process of computer animation 
far exceeds the capabilities of cell animation. Not say, but I, you know, like I, I'm, I'm old school. You know, I prefer cell animation. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, uh, a, a, a heathen here, but yeah. So when it comes to the characters in this movie, it, they work though. Like we do maximize our time. Uh, it is a a good course in storytelling when we we have three minutes and we have to introduce rapid versions of one character and show you how they're all different you know despite visually being different and you know like and that's how you ended up with with the cast you need a girl spider-man you need uh, a cartoony one you need one visually black uh you know like this is easy to follow they cherry-picked the the right things they they 100 did uh, there, you know, I guess part of my, I'm just going through the, uh, <laughs> like some, some of my, my thought process here. See, part of my take on this, uh, isn't really has nothing to do with the actual quality of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because it is of certain quality and the storytelling is of a very high nature. It's well executed, but it's also too like we also have triple directors. We have three directors, uh, all decorated through animation, uh, either animation or writing. It's it's this pushback that that I'm having of this being the end all be all Spider Man movie, uh, and the expectations of the core to the to the broader audience. And they're like, Pete, what are the hell are you <laughs> talking about? Okay. Let, let me just tell you what some, some of the numbers here. Because I think the people have, have spoken. Okay. When we talk about inflation, putting butts in seats, uh, th this is a long-running through line. Okay. What we're seeing right now is a degradation of audiences in two seats now this is offset by two things the value of the dollar and the price of the tickets the the value of the dollar uh is somewhat stabilized but back in the day you would get more bang for your buck that's that's just inflation the value of a dollar then versus the value of a dollar now so movie tickets are just higher priced uh, theaters are expanding into reserve seating with recliner seats, so we're getting less seats. But ticket prices are rising, and and this is how the industry is stabilizing itself. So there's just less seats. There's less tickets sold. I I always said, well, I don't know why we're obsessed with um, the the money a movie makes, because uh, you you have to have inflation. You have to adjust for inflation. Which means that the, no movie will ever like overcome Gone with the Wind ever, okay? Because that was like half a billion dollar like domestic, never. Um, but it should be we should judge movies by butts and seats. How many tickets does would it have sold? How many tickets has it sold? So year to year, it's less butts and seats, even though Hollywood because it's a business and there's very smart people behind what the business is doing, you know, collectively, um, it still makes money and it still moves forward. But 
let me look. Let's just go through this, okay? Cause look, the uh, the uh, diehards, the diehards will tell you this is a great movie. It's a great success. Uh, two thousand and two, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, unadjusted gross, four hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay, this movie. So we have four hundred million. The last Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Two, two thousand and fourteen, the Mark Webb, Andrew Garfield one, uh, with Jamie Foxx as Electro, who I thought was awesome in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I just like his Electro because it reminds me of Jim Carrey's The Riddler. Into the Spider Verse is at one hundred and four million dollars. Amazing Spider-Man Two, the movie that everyone hates from twenty fourteen. $202 million. We have a $100 million difference between what people call one of the worst Spider-Man movies to compared to what people call as one of the best. And one of them pulls in children. Children. Okay. Worldwide unadjusted. Okay. Spider-Man 3. $554 million. Uh, people also call this one one of the worst ones. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Spider-Man 3 Worldwide Unadjusted, $890 million. Almost $900 million. Spider-Man Homecoming Worldwide, $880. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at number 7, $213 million. The closest other movie is the much-hated Spider-Man 2 at $700 million. Are, are you following me here? Worldwide. The people have spoken. The people who this movie is made for. Have spoken. We They do not like this movie. Be, and. It's not that it's not a good movie. It is. This movie is well thought out. It's executed. It has clear intent. But it's of a concept. That is so inside baseball. It's so geek to geek it's hard to explain it what's the other issue let me address venom venom could have been a merchandising boom venom could have brought back merchandising through film a way we have never seen because it hit at the right time it's a concept people love it's an anti-hero it's more of an anti-hero than deadpool that's my phone <laughs> I'm going to be wrapping this up here soon. And they missed the mark with, with Venom around going into Halloween. No action figures. No merchandising. No Venom cereal. Into the Spider-Verse should have had a similar push. It should have been everywhere. We should have had... Uh, we should have been inundated with it. We should not have even known Aquaman or Bumblebee was out there. Because I do feel like... From a merchandising standpoint, you could have done a lot with this movie. Uh, Aquaman, <laughs> urgh, that's tough. But Bumblebee should have kicked all their butts. Where was the merchandising for Bumblebee? The action figures are, are horrible. Everything should have been yellow for Bumblebee. Uh, so I don't know. This is how we, we don't get butts in seats. Because we still have to reach people. We have to get uh, someone in their way. Uh, I don't see Hollywood doing this anymore. 
uh, I don't know what the long-term game is unless they really have solid projections and predictions on what the bottom is for ticket pricing and how to remove butts and seats and what to do with the content later. I do. Maybe there's visionaries that are calculating that within some of these studios and they're making a collective decision. That would kind of make sense. But would I recommend Into the Spider-Verse? I 100% would at home. I don't think this is is a theater-going experience. Uh, The movie, a lot of the jokes didn't land. Uh, The ending is just like... Uh, it's just like a barrage. I, I, you know, like there were some things at stake, but yeah, I mean, like I, uh, there, a lot of it to me was just like barrage. Uh, you know, very much like the Transformer movies. But the Transformer movies, one, have models in them. Two, have cool looking cars. Three, amazing decapitation faces being ripped off robot action. Okay, uh, and stakes that uh, I can clearly uh, follow uh, or kind of zone out to. Into the Spider-Verse was successful in some of the stakes, but in all, uh, I couldn't follow the logic of what the movie set out, what some of the rules were. The uh, Getting back into the these alternate versions of Spider-Man, it, I, I'm still unclear because to me an alternate version would be uh, Peter Parker, just like Peter Parker, but this, just like Peter Parker, but that. These versions of Spider-Man are not just like Peter Parker, but. They're just completely different characters that wear a Spider-Man looking costume and have similar powers outside of Spider-Man uh, Noor, which was just uh, you know an offshoot. And you know that was insane that that character even even like showed up there. I, I think the that is much <laughs> more of a triumph than uh, Peter Porker. But look, everyone, I do recommend this movie. Go check it out. But you know it can wait. It can wait. Uh, it's a good exercise in storytelling and character introduction. And and that's about it. So hey, rock and roll Dream Warriors 112. I love you all. And people, let's get ready for this new year. We got a lot going on. <laughs>